Welcome to Rewished, a charmed 1998 rewatch podcast. Join us on our journey as we recap, examine, and critique the series episode by episode from the beginning. We'll be keeping our podcast spoiler free. So we welcome fans, new and old, to join us in watching and reflecting on one of our favorite shows. Currently, we're on season three. I'm your host, Jess Sabanko. And I'm your host, Mia Sobanko. Now let's get into this week's episode. This week, we're discussing season three, episode 12, Wrestling with Demons. It originally aired on February 1st, 2001, and had 5.99 million viewers. So we open at the police station. We're in the interview room, and it's nighttime. Daryl, he's back. Yes, our boy's back. I know, I'm so happy. So Daryl's in there with Mr. Chang, and he's telling him that his life is in danger and he needs to be put in protective custody. He's saying that there were four murders in the last week where the victim's picture was in the metro section of the paper, but Mr. Chang thinks that this is crazy and no one would want to kill him. Then we cut to the main area where the sisters are all sitting together. And Prue says, what do we do if Daryl can't convince him to lay low? And Phoebe says, we follow him. And if a demon attacks, we kick some wicked ass. Piper says, look who's back and badder than ever. She says, it feels good to be back. It's the best way to put this whole coal thing behind me. Then Prue thinks that it's quite the turnaround. She says, up until last week, you were kind of quiet and not really interested in things demonic. And now she says, I am back. Bad guys beware. Then they look over as Mr. Chang and Daryl come out, and Daryl walks over, and Prue asks if he got anything out of him, and Daryl says, just a migraine. He says that he has to let him go because he declined protection, and that they have to just follow after him to see if a demon attacks because Phoebe's premonition happened at night. Okay, so our little intro, we got this guy that's under attack and making things very difficult, and... I assume, you know, Phoebe had this premonition or something that's made these them realize that's their next victim. Also, question, because this episode references a lot and, like, did I miss something? Was Phoebe that disinterested in demon stuff? I know she was disinterested in hanging out with her sisters, but I didn't feel like she was disinterested in, like, being a witch. Yeah, no, it didn't seem like that at all, but I guess just, like, all around the lack of energy you know but i don't know why they made it sound so specific to demon related stuff because it wasn't really like she was doing training and kicking ass just last episode yeah like it didn't i don't know didn't quite add up making it sound like that but whatever the show wants to think yeah i guess whatever they say is law (laughs) yeah they want it to be like like obviously relating to what happens in this episode with her so that's why they kind of bring random stuff up that we haven't really heard before um which i've noticed that they do that sometimes quite often yeah you've definitely called it out before once or twice yeah but i'm looking forward to see how they you know what they're going to do with that information and this new energy from phoebe and where it's coming from me too and i am so excited to have daryl back me too. I missed our boy, honestly. I missed like, him a lot. So, 
now we are in this alleyway and Mr. Chang walks out of a building and into this alley and Prue and Daryl follow a little behind and Prue's like, innocence in alleys, don't they ever learn? And Daryl's like, tell me about it. Then Mr. Chang is unlocking his bike when a demon throws a fireball at him, but Prue moves it away. Then Daryl tackles Mr. Chang and keeps him near the ground while Prue goes after the demon. And she gets close and recognizes him and lets him get away because she's so caught off guard. Then Daryl asks what happened, and she's like, I know that demon. I dated that demon. And they both look shook and confused. Dun, dun, dun. Now they've all been there. They've all been there. They've all been dating demons. Shit. It's a Hallowell tradition, I guess. Must be. Only explanation for it. (laughs) Keeps happening to them. But also, like, Mr. Chang's reaction when, like, Daryl tackles him, he's like, you again. Like, this man just saved your life, Mr. Chang. I know. Like, what is your problem? You should be I guess, you know what? He hates cops. I get it. That could be it. A cab, you know? I get him. Jess is like, I feel that. (laughs) Can't be trusted. True. Like, Daryl might be my crush, but doesn't mean i started liking cops right understandable so what was i gonna just say though oh yeah the whole innocence and alleys thing i thought that was really funny because i feel like we do get that a lot where there's always it's something's always happening in an alleyway either there or p3 like those are our two main areas of uh things going down obviously aside from the manor yeah i think like our most ranked like demonic attacks would have to be the manor random alleyway p3 pretty much most definitely the case but i'm looking forward to where the scene where this is going who this demon is and getting some background on him yeah prue dated a demon can't wait to learn more yep so then we have the theme and after we come back we're in the manor in the conservatory in the morning phoebe and daryl are at the table looking through the book Piper's watering some plants, and Daryl's like, Piper, they're dead. She's like, no, they're not, completely. Phoebe says, Piper waters when she's nervous. She says, it's the whole my boyfriend is a demon thing. It kind of hits a nerve with all of us. And obviously, I'm not that upset, because I'm with Leo, who is obviously not. And then Phoebe goes, Piper also babbles when she's nervous. She (laughs) says, I resent that. I am expressing a valid concern about this continuing issue in our lives then prue walks in is like what are you babbling about and phoebe laughs and piper says you know if i could freeze the two of you i would often then prue pulls out her college yearbook and shows them the demon they're looking for tom peters who was the captain of the football team daryl says i remember peters he blew out his knee three weeks into his rookie year what about five or six years ago Then Prue calls for Leo, and Daryl continues, and he says there were rumors about gambling debts and that whole scene. There was also a missing person's. It never got closed. He just kind of disappeared. Phoebe says more like went underground. Prue says, I wonder if his mom still lives in town. Leo? Then Prue and Piper both leave the room, and Phoebe and Daryl follow after them. I like that Daryl's being so included in this whole situation kind of makes me happy he's backing better than ever no literally he's getting so much screen time this episode 
I like the whole comedic thing between, you know, Piper and her babbling and flout or watering and ranting. It's kind of funny because I feel like we do notice that a lot from Piper, which it works for me. And now we get a little bit of background on Tom, see that he was, I guess, originally seemed to be human. So I wonder how he all of a sudden became this demon or got these powers. And I'm looking forward to figuring that all out. Yes. I also have some timeline questions here. So Daryl's saying that his rookie year was five or six years ago. Um, But if he graduated college, right, and went right into his rookie year, that means he would have been 22 five or six years ago. But Prue is 30. She's not 28. So was Prue dating a younger man? Huh, I guess she could be. Yeah, because they didn't. Yeah, they didn't clarify that. That's crazy. Like it should have been seven or eight years ago. The show just doesn't like doing math right. (laughs) Shit happens way too much. You're always calling these things out. That's crazy. (laughs) But aside from that, I'm interested to see, you know, what this is. Clearly, if she knows his mom, it was more of a serious relationship, right? Which it makes it weird that Phoebe and at least Piper don't really know about him. Right. That he dated, she dated the captain of the football team and that they were together. It is a little odd to me. Yeah. But I do enjoy the sister moments, the teasing here. I think it's funny, you know, Piper's, if I could freeze you too, I would. Like, Right. Working really well, the banter. Me too. Works for me. So now we move to the kitchen and Piper continues watering plants and asks Prue if she's sure that they should pursue this. Prue says, ask Phoebe, it was her premonition. And then Leo orbs in and Prue asks what took so long and then Piper walks over and they kiss. And he said, I uh, had have a situation. And Piper says, an us situation or a you situation? And he looks down. And she's like, don't tell me they've changed their minds about us getting married, because if that's the case, then you can just order me up there right now. And Phoebe's like, cuts her off and is like babbling. And Leo's like, it has nothing to do with them. It has to do with me. I kind of sort of lost the wedding ring. And all the girls look very upset. And Daryl says he knows a ring guy downtown. And then Piper's like, he has a ring, mom's ring. I gave it to him so he could give it back to me at the perfect romantic moment. And then Phoebe says, wow, Leo, you lost mom's ring. It's a good thing you're dead already. And then they keep fighting and Prue interrupts because she has a business question and says, is it possible to turn a human into a demon? And he says that there are stories about demons recruiting humans and that apparently the demons go after humans in need and strike your classic Faustian deal. But then the humans are forced into this training academy, a program that destroys their humanity. And when the recruits graduate, they have to kill an innocent to seal the demonic conversion. Then Daryl compares it to a gang initiation, and Phoebe says that this explains the four random killings and saying that they must be graduating. Then Prue says, well, Tom is one human they're not going to demonize. And Phoebe's like, how do you know we're not too late? I mean, if we didn't get there on time and stop him, and Prue says he would have killed an innocent, and then it would have been too late. But we did stop him, so now we still have time to save him. And then Prue says she's going to go talk to his mom and that maybe Piper and Phoebe can do a spell to find him. And she goes. I love Prue's concern here and her, you know, 
being so desperate to save him and want to be on his side. And it's kind of funny because I do have the feeling that the show's trying to make that connection between, oh, now Prue's trying to save a demon and Phoebe trying to save a demon, you know? So I feel like that's a concept that's going to be brought up, even though it is definitely a different situation. Um, but it is funny that we have this going on right around the same time. And obviously the whole Piper and Leo of it all, the them losing mom's ring. And we're going to obviously have that as a B in the episode, like plot, B plot. Yes. So total agreement here. I'm also wondering if we think back and I didn't check because it just occurred to me now, but do you remember in the Cupid episode in season two when they were like listing all their loves? I wonder if Tom was listed as one of Prue's. Oh yeah. I don't know. We'd have to go back and look because they didn't say anything. So if there are any listeners out there who know the answer to that question, feel free to throw it our way. Um, I'm going to check back in my notes though. Yeah, definitely should. If Tom is named, that would have been very smart of the show. It would have. And honestly, I doubt the writers think that far ahead. I think I'm giving them too much credit here. Yeah, no, because we've already had seen some regular inconsistencies with them. Yes. But um, I'm very interested in this idea of humans turning demonic. Mm -hmm. I think that's not something we've heard or seen anything like in the show before. So I think it's a really interesting concept. We've seen demons using humans, but not recruiting them. So I'm really interested in this idea of this demon academy. Right. No, I'm definitely interested too. I mean, I know we've had some like well, they, we never see them start as humans, but like the whole Wendigo episode where it starts out as a human whose ice, whose heart turns to ice or something like that. Like it's, we know that it is possible for them to turn into something else, but the whole idea of like a whole training school program for it is definitely a new concept for us. Yeah. And I think when we see things like the Wendigo, like it's more of a creature. So they like, lose humanity in a different way like i'm interested right. in this willingly making a deal to lose their soul type exactly of idea. that's different yeah i'll also just say it's so funny when daryl like is trying to help he's like oh well like i know a great ring guy oh like, yeah no no this is not the case we don't need your help right now daryl but also like if i gave my fiance a ring to give to me and he lost it i would be so upset too so i feel you piper I would be going off on him, which but she also did. very sweet that she's using their mom's ring. I know that's sweet of them. But then, like, what happens to the other sisters? They don't get their mom's ring. Maybe they can use one of Grams's many. True, she was married what four times? Right. Yeah, as far as we know. <laughs> so then we're at some office, possibly the Demon Academy. There's a man sitting in a chair across from a man who we find out is named Mr. Kelman, and the man promises that he can pay him back with more time. Kelman tells him that his debt is due and payable and then opens this door that appears in the wall and then throws him in as the guy screams and, like, goes down this elevator that just seems to go on forever, maybe to, like, help. Tom looks down as this is happening then Kelman says, now I don't have to go over all of this again with you too, Tom, do I? And he says, temporary setback, Mr. Kelman. It won't happen again. 
Kelman says, you know, you're not the only one exposed here. You got a contract with me, and I've got one with the source. Five full graduates by tomorrow night. Now all the others have made their kills. What's the problem? Tom says a witch intervened. He says, how the hell did that happen? He says, I don't know, but I wasn't followed. I used every safeguard I learned in the academy. And Kelman says that she must be tracking the innocent. He says, we'll have to get you another one. Then he grabs the newspaper and points to the mayor's aide and Tom goes. All right. So now we have a little information about this academy. Whoever this Mr. Kelman is, he must be the man in charge, obviously. I don't know what this debt is that they're talking about right now, but I guess maybe we'll see. (laughs) I don't think we're going to find out. I don't think we're ever going to find out. What I will say is this reminds me of Magic Hour a little bit when- What? Oh, wait, with which one? Of Magic Hour when they have that office also where like the guy is a demon, but he's like running this business. Yeah, exactly. It definitely gives off the same vibe. And I think that that's exactly what Kelman is doing here. He's just so perfectly cast, Kelman. Yeah, he is. He- I like him as our bad guy too. He, the way he acts very, uh, I don't know, very much like. Yeah. And it's all in the mustache for me, if I'm being honest. Yeah. The hair, the face, just the facial, facial features, his reactions to things, the way he talks, like it's working so well for me, I must say. Yes. Also Tom cutie. Yeah. He is pretty cute. He's like adorable. Yeah. Anything else to add here? I'll just say it's interesting that. He doesn't mention who Prue is. Right. I wonder if he either doesn't remember or doesn't want to admit it to Kelman because, I mean, he he doesn't want Kelman to think that this is going to pose as any weakness to him. Yeah. Or even that, like, he still has some type of connection to Prue, potentially. Right. Exactly. He doesn't want him to know that. But interesting. It is. And then, um... Now they have him set up with another innocent. And this idea of him having a contract with directly with the source is pretty cool to me. Yeah, we haven't heard about the source in a hot minute, not since it's been a while disappeared. So, Right. Source's right-hand man. <laughs> is he our big bad? Perhaps. So now we are in the manor in the kitchen, and Leo and Phoebe are talking. And Leo's saying, you have to tell them, Phoebe, you can't wait any longer and she's like it's not really an easy thing to drop into conversation leo you know like your hair looks great cole's not dead i let him go and he says confession is good for the soul and then he's like she's like how about we skip the confession part and go straight to penance okay and she's like i will do i will be such a force of good the bad guys won't know what hit them and then he says you can't pretend it didn't happen phoebe And she's like, yeah, and I can't change the fact that it did, Leo. So if you will excuse me, I have a demon of anguish, and you have a ring to find. And then she goes. Okay, so I'm cracking up at my own notes here because when Leo said confession is good for the soul, I wrote after that, okay, Catholic daddy. Literally, like, what is that? I was like, okay, I didn't know you was getting religious on us too now. (laughs) Leo's actually a priest now. Him and Piper aren't getting married anymore because he lost the ring. Yeah, he lost the ring. They can't. 
and turning to religion is the only way to save himself from her wrath <laughs> over the loss of the ring seriously i mean listen that would be the case for me i'd be so pissed and i love that he's kind of pushing this on her like hey you have to tell them like obviously he doesn't want to keep the secret any longer either and he's trying really hard to convince her like hey this is for the good and the fact that we're getting this idea makes me think that soon they will be finding out and who knows what kind of hell to pay there's going to be when this happens so then we're in the conservatory phoebe has the book and is telling piper that she can't find a spell to find a demon piper says that prue will have to figure it out and then ask if there's anything to help leo find her ring like damn piper blinded by the white lighter for sure here i know part two so then phoebe says piper we can't just give up we have to find this demon before he kills somebody and then she says well okay do you got a spell and phoebe says maybe then walks away so helpful what spell is this where is it coming from what is about to happen yep i'm wondering too but piper that one track mind i know we've noticed this called it out in her before where she does that a lot shame innocence come first yep so in phoebe's room she goes in and pulls out a chest from under her bed and finds a piece of paper that's a lost and found spell then piper walks in and says i'm afraid to ask and phoebe's like just something i thought i needed and then decided that i didn't and piper takes the spell and looks at it and says do i want to know what you were trying to find and Phoebe sighs and looks away and then finally says, Cole. And she's like, honey, you were trying to bring a demon back from the dead? And Phoebe's like, no, he's still alive. I never really vanquished him. It's over, though. He's not coming back. And I don't want him to either. And she's like, Phoebe, you, you let him go? Are you out of your mind? And Phoebe's like, he's not after us anymore. He won't hurt us. And Piper says, you don't know that. And she says, yes, I do, Piper. I just, I couldn't kill him. And Piper's like, Phoebe, you lied to us. And Phoebe looks down and she's like, I know, I'm sorry. Piper says, you have to tell Prue. And Phoebe says she won't understand. And Piper's like, yeah, well, she's not the only one. So Piper's reaction to this is kind of bizarre to me. Not bizarre, but like, I didn't know what I was expecting from Piper, you know? And, like, she almost felt a little, almost seemed a little more like, oh, Phoebe, like, come on, you know? As opposed to, like, freaking out, like, what the hell? Like, the anxiety that we know Piper has. Yeah. No, that's true. I, I didn't really think about it that way, but you're 100% right. We've seen Piper so nervous all episode, and then all of a sudden we see this very bland reaction from her. Yeah. And I'm wondering if it is because she's having such a one-track mind about the ring. Right. That could very well be the case with Piper. And I mean, we'll see in the next scene where she makes little nitpicky comments. But aside from that, yeah, this reaction was not crazy. Plus, I think she's also a little concerned about Prue and her reaction, which I think is something that they're all nervous about. Like, Prue obviously is going to be the last one to find out because... Prue's wrath is going to be lethal, <laughs> I'm sure. And maybe that's where this reaction is surfacing yeah. from, because it's Piper, again, being that middle sister and not wanting to be too harsh on Phoebe when she knows that Prue is going to be. Right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, I don't know if that could maybe have something to do with Piper's reaction. Yeah. 
So then we're at Tom's house, and his mom is sitting on his bed talking to Prue. She's saying how Tom only cares about football, and Prue apologizes for losing touch, then asks what happened after his injury. She says that he was depressed, but the gambling rumors aren't true. She says no one ever came to me looking for money, and Mr. Kelman would have told me if there was a problem. She says that Kelman was his business manager, and that he took such great care of Tom and was such a wonderful help to her after Tom went away. Prue says, Mrs. Peters, what do you think happened? She says, I think Tom has some things to take care of, and he'll be home when he can. I know it in my heart. My son's a good man. And Prue smiles at her. That, like, makes me want to cry. That is so adorable. The faith in the mother's love, like, uh, after he just ghosted for years. Oh, It's so sad, and I totally get your perspective, but I want to throw another perspective in there. So, like, why does every toxic king have a mom who will support him no matter what? I think I know what you're referring to. (laughs) This is true. I mean, to be fair, it doesn't seem like she knows what's going on, and I don't know how she would react if she would. Maybe we'll find out. But... Yeah, that's true. That's definitely like a, uh, okay, things could be wrong. But she did always know him as a good man, you know, playing football and being a good dude and being there for her and then just randomly vanished. And I think she doesn't seem to know what he got himself into. And maybe she's in some sort of denial about what it could be and how bad it could of a situation he could have gotten himself into. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, it's a point that Prue's going to end up making But it's really interesting the way that she talks about him as though this is very recent as opposed to six years ago. Right. And like her faith that he'll come back is really interesting. And it is cute. It is sweet that she has that in him. Right. It's just like kind of a all kind of moment. But you're right. It is probably not the best. I mean, it's one of those things where you could you could read it either way yeah for sure so now in the dining room phoebe and piper are at the table and phoebe lights a candle and then they cast the spell and prue walks in and asks what they're doing and phoebe says that they wrote a spell to find tom and piper says that phoebe created it and prue's impressed that she came up with it so fast and thanks her and Piper's making little like nitpicky like oh it wasn't as fast as you think kind of comments and Phoebe asks what Tom's mom said and Prue's like poor lady she talks about him as if he's been gone a week as opposed to six years and she actually thinks he's coming back I would like to prove her right and we have saved bad boys before I mean what about the priest with the warlock brothers and Piper's like yeah but he wanted to be saved can you guarantee that about Tom and she turns to Phoebe and says or any other demon-human mix. And Phoebe says, this is not about coal, okay? That's a whole nother subject. And Piper says, one worth discussing. And Prue's like, am I missing something here? And both of them say yes. And Phoebe's like, we're missing Tom. And he is someone we should probably actually continue talking about. So if this spell works and we actually find him, what do we do? Do we vanquish him? And Prue hopes that it doesn't come to that. And Phoebe asks, what if it does? And then they hear a loud noise from outside and Prue asks what it was. And Phoebe's like her changing the subject, like 
points out Prue changing the subject and they all go out to see what it was. So I love Piper in this scene, the way she keeps like trying to get Phoebe, like give her an opening. Mm-hmm. Um, but Phoebe's just like, no, 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 no. Yeah, this is not the time. Can't do this now. Yeah. Very nervous to tell Prue what's going on. And I love Piper kind of busting her balls a little bit and trying to get her to tell her. Yeah. I'm also really interested in what's driving Prue to want to save Tom so much. Um, You know, the way she's like, I hope it doesn't come down to vanquishing him. I want to bring him back for his mom. Like, Right. I wonder where that's coming from. Like, I get that she knew him in the past, but maybe it's because she knew that he was such a good man before that it's just like hard for her to see this side of him. But I don't know. Yeah, this like deep-rooted care and desire to save him is wild, you know? Yeah, and it does kind of bring me back to the episode that she mentions here, um, when bad warlocks turn good, and how in that episode, because of the emotional connection she had to the priest, Brendan, Mm -hmm. how much she was willing to go through to save him and now we're seeing that again with tom like i think sometimes we forget that there is a little bit of a lover girl in Prue. oh yeah and with what's his name brendan oh wait no that's what you just said I'm, i mean um i meant to say bane like she does have that in her where she'll go to desperate lengths to save these guys so she can and see i think that's kind of why the show is making it almost seem like that for her because they know that it kind of relates to what Phoebe's going through with Cole and how, you know, Prue can do the same things too sometimes, even though she's a little too prideful to admit those things. Yeah. And I really like the way that you brought up Bane here, because I think what the connection between all these characters is, is they're good people who did something bad or who got brought into a bad situation somehow, either by their own doing or by someone else's, but they're all humans who are getting mixed up with evil. Exactly. The only other thing I'll say is it's interesting bringing up Brendan because like Cole, he's half human. Yeah. And I know that's why they kind of slid that in there. Yeah, that was really clever. So I appreciated that line. Mm-hmm. So then we cut to the front porch and there's a paper there and the sisters point out that it's the middle of the afternoon and then they see that all the pictures are missing and they realize it's because of the spell. The only picture there is of Claudia Gibson, the mayor's aide, and they see that her speech started 10 minutes ago. So Phoebe grabs her keys and they all leave to go. So then we cut to a parking lot and we see Claudia walking to her car on her cell phone. Tom approaches from behind her and looks around. And then just as he's doing that, Prue's car pulls up and the sisters get out. He starts to throw a fireball, but Piper freezes him. Then the sisters run up and Prue says that they aren't going to vanquish him. And Phoebe says that he almost killed that woman. And Prue says almost, but didn't. Then she uses telekinesis to throw the fireball into a car tire and says that they need to take him back to the manor. And Phoebe's kind of like, you're bringing him to our house? Yeah. They're not having Prue act like this, you know? But at least she is being like, you know, letting them know what's going on in her head as much as possible and trying to. But she always has this confident in the confidence in these people when she's the one that cares about them, you know? Yeah. 
but it doesn't feel like she feels the same way when it's the other sisters like she has this in herself yeah it's very interesting that like when it's the person she cares about she's so willing to trust them and give them an opportunity to be good but Mm -hmm. when it's someone for her sister she's like he's evil yeah i don't know about that like this and that and i think that's i mean they are going to point something like that out uh throughout this episode and i think that it's true like i do agree with that and it is kind of unfair in a way but you know we all know prue can be a little proud yeah so we don't you know it's it's different it's hard for her to recognize that i think yeah she can can be hypocritical Mm -hmm. so now we are in the attic and tom is tied up in a chair prue is looking through the book as he starts struggling and piper freezes him and piper's like did you find anything yet and she says not yet she's like well while we're waiting this would be a good time to discuss something obviously referring to cole and phoebe and then the phone rings and Phoebe says Piper should get it. And Piper's like, nope, the machine will. And Prue says Leah was right and she found the Academy in the book. Then Phoebe goes over as Prue reads from it. And it says, or I mean, it says, if Tom is demonic, he'll have a brand on his arm with six chevrons. Then Piper rolls up his sleeve and sees that there are five. And she's like, good, that means that he's not fully converted. And Phoebe says, we better vanquish him while we can. And... Prue says, you know, when Cole was the hybrid in question, you were all about saving him. And Piper says, excellent point. And she's like, well, yes, well, I learned from my mistake. And Piper says, and which mistake is that? And she says, believing that I could save a demon. Then Prue says, well, like I said before, this is different. And Tom unfreezes. Then Prue walks over and asks him to look at her and asks if he remembers her. Then he throws a fireball at her but misses. And Piper says, hmm, does that mean he remembers you or that he doesn't? And then the phone rings again, and so does the doorbell. And everyone looks, and Piper asks, what, like, what's going on down there? Then Prue says the two of them should go find out, and then uh, that she can handle Tom. So they roll their eyes, but they go, and Prue looks at him. So my question with this scene, when did Phoebe try to save Cole? That's what I was thinking, too, when I saw that. I was like, he wasn't the high like they didn't know he was the hybrid in question like she tried to help him i guess and be there for him and like had faith in him but she didn't know that he was a demon and once she found out she had that vanquishing potion in her hand and we didn't know if she was going to vanquish him or not like there was no point where she was like cole's a demon but i want to heal him right that never happened i was thinking the same exact thing I was like, the show's really uh, having a loose interpretation of the past here. Yeah, I know. A little bit of a wonky memory of what actually happened, but it's okay. Yeah. We deal with it. (laughs) Also, seeing kind of Phoebe's loss of faith in Cole here. I mean, Mm -hmm. what was it? Not that long ago, she's saying, you know, he's good. And now she's saying, I can't save a demon. Very interesting shift. Yeah, I know. I think, like I said before, it sounds like right now she does have that faith in him and knows that they love each other. But at the same time, she realizes how much of a mistake this could have been. And kind of that whole out of sight, out of mind thing where 
without him being around she's not seeing only the good she's thinking about what have i done like feeling the guilt like how bad he could have been and all this stuff now that leo knows and is saying those things to her and piper as well she probably does feel that guilt and feels like she did screw up by doing this you know so who knows it is quite a switch up but i do understand that conflicting feeling that i can only imagine she's going through you know yeah i think we're also seeing here a bit of prue's pride and the whole you know I can handle Tom. I don't need you guys here. Right, exactly. I also like, you know, Piper's comment, like, does that mean he remembers you or that he doesn't? I'm wondering the same thing. I know, like, we didn't really get much of Like, how did this relationship end badly? Apparently, if he's throwing fireballs at her. (laughs) Also, I will just say that the chevrons look disgusting. Special effects budget doing well this season. Yeah, they did okay. Well, I mean, I definitely have some things to say about other special effects that happen later on, but this one was pretty good. Yeah, I'll give it to the makeup artist in charge of that. Exactly. So then we're in the entryway, and Phoebe goes to the door. Then Daryl walks in and says that he has Tom's missing persons file, and she says they have Tom. Then we see a dog walk in and go into the living room. And Piper walks in and yells, Rasputin, get off the... Then she turns to Phoebe. She's like, Rasputin? And Daryl's like, you got a dog? Phoebe says, no, that's our Gramps' dog. And he's been lost for... And Piper says, seven years, Phoebe. Then the phone starts ringing again, and Phoebe says, so there's one small side effect. We can handle that. And Piper says, why is the answering machine not picking up? So she goes to get the phone. Phoebe says, I cast a little spell. And Daryl says, the less I know, the happier I am. And then they start to walk away and we see that Rasputin is just chilling on the couch. (laughs) That is the cutest dog, I must say. I know. Adorable. I love that name too, Rasputin. (laughs) I think it's so funny. Okay, so now we're seeing the the B plot kind of happen, the difficulty of the lost and found spell. Not sure how it has any like really pertaining to the episode. Like, it's kind of random. Obviously, the ring, but, like, it is random that they threw that whole situation in here, and it's, like, never really connects. It does, though, at the very end. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess so. I didn't really get that, but I'll talk about it when we get there, yeah. All right. But, yeah, no, love the dog. I love Daryl's little, the less I know, the happier I am. Yeah, I know. We know Daryl is not fucking with the the information <laughs> never nope. lost though. All I mean right. sometimes he does. He flip-flops with that sometimes, but whatever. He does. This is true. <laughs> sometimes he gets a little curious. So now we are in the kitchen and Piper answers the phone and it says it's an old friend of Prue's and she goes to get a pencil to take a message and the whole drawer is full and like overflows with pencils. And then in the pile she finds her ring. And she starts freaking out and tells the person to call again soon and hangs up. Then Phoebe walks in and asks what she found and looks at her shocked because Phoebe's hair is brown now. And then she says, lost friends, mom's ring, and your brown hair. And she looks and Phoebe's like, I did not want my brown hair back. I wanted to keep that lost. And Daryl says, you were blonde when you answered the door. How did it change? And she says, it must be because I colored my hair in that sink so technically i lost it there and now i've found it again 
I hope this doesn't affect my virginity. <laughs> and then she says, so everything is coming back to where it was lost. That means you lost your vert. And then um, the door to the laundry room opens and cuts her off and piles and piles of socks come out. And Phoebe's like, okay, so it's a big side effect. And Piper says, those better be clean. If not, it's laundry day for you, Missy. So this scene is really funny to me. Yeah, I didn't I didn't get the that at first. I didn't realize that that's what she was starting to say. And it like totally threw me off. <laughs> that's funny. But yeah, um, this scene is funny to me. I like that they had it come in there. You know, all the pencils, mom's ring, old friends, the socks and Phoebe's hair. Like a lot going on here that's just like chaotic and it works for me. The one thing that's confusing to me, though, is like everything is going to where it was lost. So Leo lost the ring in that drawer. That's what I was confused about, too. Like, why did he put it in there? Yeah. Doesn't make too much sense to me. So then we're back in the attic and Tom is saying, you don't scare me. I've been trained to deal with witches. Prue says, I've forgotten how proud you were when we knew each other. He says, I've forgotten you completely. She says, you don't want to tell me what happened because you don't want to admit how badly you screwed up. He says, I didn't. She says, it's obvious. While you were still human, you were stupid enough to enter into some demonic contract. He says, I was never human. She says, you had to have been. Otherwise, you wouldn't have made it to the Academy. And then she says, yeah, I know about the Academy. I know about the Chevrons. I also know you haven't killed your innocent yet. He says, I will. She says, you'll have to get past me first. He says, Kelman will kill us both if I don't. She says, Tom, I know who you are, the person that you were, all right? And I know that somewhere in there, it still exists. Then she grabs the yearbook and shows him a picture of himself. She says, this is who you are. This is who your mother is waiting for. He says, vanquish me or I will kill you, witch. And she looks annoyed and says, neither is going to happen, all right? I'm going to save you from yourself, whether you like it or not. Then she drops the book and uses her power to loosen the ties on his arms and walks out. At first, I was like, I wonder why she did that. But we get the explanation about her doing that. Yes. I like this. It almost seems like even though he's being so strong-willed about it, it does seem like it's getting through to him a little bit and he's trying really hard to avoid the truth, you know? Yes. Also, in this scene, it's very clear what the connection between the two of them might have been he has a very prue-like personality exactly i was thinking that too as soon as he said that i forgot she said the whole proud thing i was like it's prue's prue's other half or prue yeah this is like the male prue yeah definitely very similar and maybe that's what gets her a little more attached too anything else to add there I mean, the only other key thing there is that she finds out for sure that Kelvin's a bad guy, right? Exactly. Yeah, which he had no business giving up his man like that, but whatever, snitch. (laughs) 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 Um, All right. So now back in the kitchen, Prue walks in and starts saying she has an idea, but then sees all the found things all over the place and is like, what the hell? And Daryl's like, I don't mean to sound paranoid, but how do you know your spell's not going to find demons you've already vanquished? And Piper says, oh, you mean like Balthazar? And Prue says, okay, one thing at a time. Did you get anything on Tom? And Daryl says, just his missing persons file. And he hands it to her. 
and she asks if there was anything about uh, someone named Kelman. And Daryl shrugs, and then they hear the door open, and Prue says that that was Tom escaping. She thinks that he'll lead them to the demon that turned him, so that's why she loosened and let him go. She asks Daryl to try to find something on Kelman and goes, and then Phoebe and Piper follow, and Piper asks if they should reverse the spell, but no one says anything. And then Daryl sees a bunch of stuff start moving around, and then, like, sighs and is, like, just out of there. <laughs> so, no. again, in the comedy here, um, and Piper's little jab at Phoebe yet again. And I like Prue's little plan of, like, letting him escape, thinking that he did it himself, and then following him to wherever he goes. Yeah. Also, smart thinking on Daryl's part that, like, this could lead to some really, really bad things finding their way back. Exactly. And, you know, Prue's plan also very smart, and I'm excited to see what they're going to find out. Me too. So then we're at that office at the Academy, and Tom walks through a hallway, and the sisters are following not too far behind and see him go into the office door. Prue asks if they're ready to save him, and then they go in. But when they get there, the office is empty, and Prue says that it doesn't make any sense. If he could vanish, he would have done it before. And they keep looking through the room. So, Mr. Uh, oh, I remembered everything you taught me in the academy to make sure I wasn't followed. Did you, though? Because you didn't do it this time. They were tailing your ass. No, literally. And they weren't even being that sneaky. Because let's be real, those charmed ones are not sneaky at following people. Oh, they're right behind him, just standing right there, following down in the hall. And he's just on like, such there's a... there's nothing about it that's incognito. Like, they're just there. I know. They just are simply there. <laughs> it is kind of funny to me. And then, obviously, we know that he's in that hidden elevator that is in the room. Yes. So now, underground in the academy room... We see the elevator go down, and Tom steps out into this creepy, like, underground room. Kelman is there talking to a group of guys about defeating opponents. Then Tom approaches and says that he has good news, and Kelman's like, did you kill the innocent? And he says, better, I can deliver you three witches. And Kelman's like, I don't care about witches, I care about deadlines, yours and mine. You know, if I weren't running out of time, I'd have you drum, and then he sniffs around and says is that humanity i'm sensing from you how'd that come back you need a refresher course and he waves his hand and the room lights lights up and there's this giant wrestling ring there and tom gets dragged away by the people so i guess he's i'm trying to figure out what like his position is like is he like a coach trainer manager for this school what is the business like i feel like there's a lot going on with the uh, calm so i think he's kind of all of the above like he's the recruiter yeah. he's the trainer right and he's the one he's just the one running the show basically yeah but i just love his reactions here he's like i don't care about witches i care about deadlines yeah i know he's so on top of it i love his reactions he did so good he's he's the male natalie from last episode yeah, he is the evil Natalie. Yep, he's got that uh, lawful evil thing going on. Right, he really does. So focused. But also interesting that that conversation with Prue reawakened his humanity a little bit. Yeah, it did. He definitely does remember her at this point, I feel like. Yeah. 
So then we go back to the office and Piper's like holding a soccer ball thing that was on the desk. And they start to realize that Kelman must target athletes to make deals with. And Prue asks Phoebe if she can rewrite the lost and found spell to find Tom. So she tries it. And then we see the elevator doors appear in that wall and the sisters all walk towards it. And Piper's saying how she has a bad feeling about this. I mean, smart idea to rewrite the lost and found spell to find that door and find Tom. But other than that, it's kind of a quick scene. I don't have too much to say. Yeah, it's mostly just continuing the plot along. Exactly. So now, back underground in the academy room in the wrestling ring, intense music is playing. And the guy from before who we saw in the office owing money is backing up against the ropes and is very nervous. And Tom is standing there watching this happen. And then this huge muscled wrestling guy in yellow pants is looking at the guy and laughing. And then Kelman and the others watch from the sidelines and the big guy attacks and Tom flinches at this happening. And the big guy just keeps beating up the guy who owed money. So this wrestling thing, I'm going to be so for real, makes no fucking sense to me. No sense. It, It doesn't fit in at all. I don't get it. Like, they just wanted to throw wrestling in here, I guess, because WWE was popular at the time. Like, I really don't get why this is happening. Yeah, no, I don't either. I don't really have any logic behind this. Like, it looks kind of cool. I get it cinematically, but, like, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, sense-wise, there is none. (laughs) Like, you owe someone money, so now you get thrown in the wrestling ring? Like, I don't, yeah, I don't understand what that does, how that works. God only knows. Yeah. Interesting plot sake. Yes. Very interesting plot sake. (laughs) I guess the only other thing worth mentioning there is like, obviously, Tom's humanity is back because he's like flinching watching this, right? Right. Yeah. So then we cut to the elevator and Piper's like, remind me again why we're doing this. Phoebe says, because your sisters have a thing for saving bad boys. And Piper says, if I die before I get married, I'm going to be really mad at the two of you. And then the doors close and they all start screaming as the elevator starts dropping. They all get like really close together as the doors open and they get up and walk out. So I like the little sisterly banter there. Aside from that, again, not too much to say, more just pushing the plot. But I love when they throw in little sisterly moments, Piper's worry and concern and Kind of just their personalities shining through. Yeah. So now in the academy room, uh, in the ring, the big guy is still beating the shit out of the other guy. And then the sisters approach and start watching this. And as the guy is pinned down, a ring of fire starts to appear and slowly open up below him and he gets sucked in. And Kelman looks excited and the sisters look shocked. Then Tom looks unhappy with this and Kelman calls next. And Tom gets pushed into the ring. And then the big guy motions for him to come closer. But Tom's like, uh, no. (laughs) (laughs) So here's kind of where I was talking about with the, uh. Wonderful special special effects. Yeah. The hole in the ground and the guy like falling and slowly getting smaller. I was like, wow, that is so crappy. (laughs) For 2001, it's not so bad. I'll give it that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Yeah, for 2001, that's a pretty good special effect. But I mean, obviously, for today's like CGI and special effects, it's it's trash. (laughs) Yeah, it's so trashy, but I love it. Yeah. 
And I mean, it's interesting that like getting pinned to the mat opens up this portal to like hell or whatever. Yeah, I know. Keeping them down. Yeah. Then Tom looks ready to fight and Prue is saying his name from the side and starts to run forward, but her sisters stop her. Then Tom and the guy are fighting and he's obviously getting his ass kicked and Phoebe thinks that maybe they should leave, but then Prue says no because Tom's about to be killed and Phoebe says, so we're supposed to risk our lives for a demon. Of course, it's okay now that it's your demon, right? Then Prue looks confused by this comment, and Piper's like, The thing is, isn't it silly for the three of us to sacrifice ourselves for one guy, whatever kind of guy he was? And in the ring, Tom gets slammed to the floor, and the big guy says, That's what a demon is, little man. And they continue fighting, and he knocks Tom down and pins him by the throat. Then Prue says, What kind of witches would we be if we just started playing the odds? If we started picking and choosing our innocence? This is what we do, isn't it? And then in the ring, Tom is getting picked up and thrown down again. And Phoebe says, then let's do it. And they walk over and Prue calls Tom's name. And Piper freezes most of the guys. Then Kelman, Tom, and the big demon don't freeze. And Kelman turn to turns towards the ring and throws this spiky ball that appears next to Tom's neck and is like about to stab him. And Kelman says, your little parlor tricks may work on some of the newer boys, but the rest of us will be a little tougher as he pulls up his sleeve and shows like 10 chevrons on his arm and they all look at each other. So a lot going on here. I like Phoebe's little comment of like, of course, it's okay now that it's your demon because like we had been discussing before, that does seem to be the case with Prue sometimes and kind of putting all of them at risk when it's for her but not when it's for the other ones you know the other sisters yeah but i like that she's still willing to defend him has enough faith to save him and is willing to put herself in this horrible situation and i'm scared to see how this goes yeah i also will say piper's the one logical one she's like are we really risking our lives for a demon right now yeah like for some dude really come on come on now also interesting the way that we're seeing more continuously these really higher level demons not being affected by Piper's freezing power. Right. Some are, some aren't. It's weird. Yeah. So I'm interesting if we're ever going to like, interested, I should say, to learn if we're ever going to find out like for sure what it is that gives certain demons that ability to be immune or if it's just like on a case by case basis or if there's some greater factor that determines that. Right, yeah, I definitely am curious about that as well. Also, the drama of the wrestling ring is just, like, it's, it's so, so extra. I know, so <laughs> fucking extra. I love it. Yeah, it's enjoyable. So then we're at the police station, and Daryl is by his desk. Leo orbs in, and Daryl jumps and tells him he can't do that there and closes the door. Leo tells him that he can't sense the girls anywhere, which is never good. He's like, do you know where they might be? And Daryl tells Leo that they were they were tailing Tom and then about Kelman. And Leo thinks that he might be the recruiter, so he asks for an address. Daryl gives it to him and asks what type of powers he thinks Kelman might have, but Leo just orbs out without answering him, and Daryl's like, that ain't right. <laughs> I love that part. A little comedic yeah and then this scene made sense for me leo's concern and having to go or trying to go look for the girls 
now knowing that they could be at Kelman's, whatever that is. So back in the underground academy room, the spike thing is still by Tom's neck, and Kelman says, you girls are way out of your league down here, you have no idea. And Prue says, well, we know that you have a deadline, Mr. Kelman. And he says, and you think you can stop me, hmm? You think you can save him? I kind of admire that level of arrogance. Prue says, thanks, we kind of like to think of it as confidence. And he says, well, get over it. He's lost. And Tom says, I made a deal. I stand by it. Then Kelman looks at him and the spiky thing goes away. And the demon pushes him away from the ring. And Kelman's like, now you see that? That's what I call a quick recovery. Knock the humanity right out of him. Then Tom stands beside him and Kelman starts to say he has the perfect kill for him. Then Piper says, not if we put him on ice. And she freezes Tom. And says, kind of hard to make him kill an innocent now, huh? And then Kelman's like, unfreeze him. And she's like, nope. And he steps towards her and says, ah, if anything happens to me, he's going to stay that way. And then the demons look at each other. And Phoebe walks over and whispers, is that true? And Piper's like, yes. Like, obviously not knowing. And then Kelman's like, you're bluffing. And Prue says, are we? And he says, I'm listening. So she says, how about three witches in exchange for Tom's soul? If we win, we get Tom back. If we lose, you get Tom and the three of us. And he says, you really think you can win in the ring? And she says, if we do win, we don't go into the training program. We go free. And he agrees to the deal, but if they lose, they die. And he says, I can't control what goes on in the ring. Only the source can. And she's like, understood. Then the sisters go off together and Piper is freaking out. And Prue is taking off her jacket, and she says that Piper needs to stay back and keep Dom frozen, and her and Phoebe need to outmaneuver and outsmart the demons, plus keep their shoulders off the mat. And then Prue says they're as ready as they're going to be. And then Phoebe's like, Prue, there's one more thing. And Piper's like, now? Now is your perfect moment? And she's like, Piper, we might die in there. And she's like, that doesn't mean you should tell her now. And Prue's like, tell me what? And they both pause. And then Phoebe says, Cole is still alive. I never really vanquished him. And Prue's like, what? And then Kalman approaches and says, by the way, since you're witches, I think it's only fair that I even the playing field. And then two even bigger guys walk out in like little shorts, yelling and looking all tough. And Phoebe's like, Prue, are we okay? And Prue says, not by a long shot. Look, Phoebe, if you waited till now to tell me about Cole in hopes that we would die and you wouldn't have to deal with me, you have another thing coming. And she walks off. Then Phoebe says to Piper, I think that went well. <laughs> Take a little pause there because there's a lot going on. Yeah. So for the beginning part of this scene, I really like the Kelman and Prue back and forth and then the Kelman and Piper back and forth. I love seeing the toughness in the sisters and the way they just like stand their ground against this like big demon who's like immune to Piper's power. Yeah. They don't, they show no fear. Like they all are trying to act as strong as possible. I like that they have that in them, you know? Yes. Also, Phoebe, why are you trying to like call out Piper's bluff there? I know. Like, damn, trying to give it away. Just go with it, dude. Literally. Like Prue went with it. No questions asked. Phoebe's like, is that true? Yeah, is that true? Like, he's gonna be sus. Literally. Also interesting that the source controls what happens in the ring. I know, I didn't even realize that that was what it was before. Like, that's why that guy died, you know? Yeah. Tom would have been fine no matter what, because they need mm -hmm. that recruit. 
Exactly. They need five full graduates. Exactly. And this whole deal that worked out and um, whole game plan to fight these guys. I'm nervous forward for it, but I'm looking forward to it. Yes. Also, the fact that, like, Phoebe chooses this moment to tell Prue is so funny. I know. And Prue's reaction is, like, as I would expect, you know, like, perfectly angry. But, you know, they got other things to worry about right now. Yeah. It kind of cracks me up. So then Phoebe and Prue climb into the ring and Prue says, I'm going to win this fight and save your ass. That way I can kick it myself later. And Phoebe, like, awkwardly says hi to the two big guys. And then all four of them start circling each other, and Piper watches nervously from outside the ring. Prue jumps up and, like, does a split and kicks them both, um, because, you know, she apparently has levitation, too. Uh And then she starts doing backflips, and her and Phoebe are both kind of, like, kicking these guys' ass. But then Phoebe starts getting beat up. And Piper starts trying to encourage them and tells them to get angry. She's like, Prue, she lied to you big time. Phoebe, she thinks you're a weakling, like a big time sucker for love. Then Kelman is getting really annoyed by this. So he throws the spiky thing into Piper's back and we see her drop to the floor. And Prue and Phoebe notice this and both obviously get upset and distracted. And then they get flipped as everyone unfreezes and. Then they have to get up and start fighting again. And Kelman says to Tom, let's go see how mom is doing, shall we? And they walk off. And in the ring, we see that both sisters are getting pinned and the hell portal is starting to open. Oh, yeah. Things are not going well for them. How are they going to get out of this one? I know. It's down. He called her bluff. And now the girls are literally all dying. <laughs> No, literally, they're all, like, on the verge of death here. Yep. So, just wonderful. How are they going to get out of this pickle? I know. But as far as before that happened, I mean, I like the Prue and Phoebe banter at the beginning. I like Piper trying to hype them up. Though, I mean, it did put her in danger, so maybe not the best plan. Yeah. But she did what she had to do. And them, obviously, kicking some ass, even though it makes no sense. Um with some of the things Prue was able to do. I think it's very cool still. It was. It's very cool looking. It's very fun to watch, but it's like, that's not one of Prue's powers. Right. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Also interesting that they're going to go after Tom's mom now. I know. I wonder what that is about. Why he chooses to do that. Dun, dun, dun. Then we return from a commercial break and we're still in the ring and the demons are laughing as the portal grows bigger and Prue gets up and kicks her guy and then kicks Phoebe's guy and gets back up and then they're like we need to save Piper by kicking ass and so they knock both guys down and pin them and then the boys get sucked into the fire and the floor reforms even though again special really bad special effect and doesn't really make sense that the way they won that fight whatever then phoebe runs over to piper and prue threatens the other demons who then all run off and phoebe says prue it looks really bad i don't know if we're gonna make it to leo and then she's like yeah we will come on and they grab piper and run to the elevator so i just want to say that seeing Alyssa milano and shannon darty both of which are like relatively small women laying on top of these huge guys to pin them was so comedic 
I know it was so funny and somehow it worked like oh both the guys got knocked out come on <laughs> after one hit to the head like come on I don't believe it you know what we call that plot's sake plot's sake <laughs> what we do here yes also I'm so worried for Piper um I like Prue's faith that you know they're gonna save her even though obviously things are not looking good right agreed so then we're upstairs in the office and we see Leo is looking around and the elevator doors open. He sees Piper and pulls the spiky thing out and starts to heal her and says it's working. Phoebe says, not that I'm not thrilled to see you, but what are you doing here, Leo? And he tells them he was looking for them and thought he'd start with Coleman. The elders think that the key to destroying him is to turn one of his recruits against him. Phoebe says, so first we have to figure out a way to save Tom. And Prue says that she'll get Daryl to bring Tom's mom to the manor when they get him there. And that she's got to be the key to saving him. Otherwise, why would Kelman want Tom to kill her? And Phoebe thinks she can tweak the lost and found spell again to get him to the house. And Prue asks if Piper will be okay. Leo says, yeah, and that they should go. He has her. So they do, and he keeps healing her. So my other question, how the fuck did they hear the plan to get Tom's mom? They were like whispering and way off to the side. I know. Yeah, that was a little, again, plot sakey, I guess. Yeah. But definitely didn't add up to me either. Like how they just all of a sudden knew that. And then I love that it was perfect timing that Leo was looking for them and they came out there while he was there and um, was able to save Piper just in time. That works for me. Yeah, that one I'll chop up to uh, Destiny. Right. Fate. <laughs> exactly. And then I like the idea of their plan, um, kind of trying to bring Tom's mom around, having that be the key to his humanity coming back. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's why Kelman wants to kill her, I guess, to make sure there's no chance for it. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's exactly it. Because I think, you know, through who whether he remembers her or not he had some type of emotional connection with brought a little bit of his humanity out so his mom who he obviously loves very much would bring more of it out exactly so now we are in the hallway and phoebe says maybe we should talk about this first and prue says yeah we'll have to figure out how to take out kelman on the way and she says that's not what i mean and Prue's like, now is really not the time. And Phoebe's like, what if we don't have any other time? Look, we may not be able to defeat Kelman. We could lose. And Prue says, we won't lose. And Phoebe's like, how do you know that, Prue? All you want to do is save Tom, which is all I wanted to do for Cole. And Prue says, okay, Phoebe, don't try and turn this around on me, all right? I'm not the one who kept secrets from you. Phoebe says, Prue, I didn't tell you because I knew you wouldn't understand. You hated Cole. She says, no, I didn't trust him, and I was right. Phoebe said, you never gave him a chance. And she says, you didn't, he didn't deserve a chance. And Phoebe says, and what makes Tom deserve a chance? And Prue's like, because he started out good. He didn't start out trying to kill us. Can we talk about this later? And then she walks off and Phoebe looks so sad and then follows. Like, I really do understand where both, like, both sides are coming from, which makes this scene so difficult, you know? That's the thing. And I think, like, part of it is because... I find such a connection to Phoebe's, like, 
love for Cole and how like toxic their relationship is just because of like who I am as a person mm -hmm. that I so much want to be on Phoebe's side here. But at the same time, I totally do understand where Prue's coming from as that sister saying he didn't deserve a chance. Like she's right. Cole's evil. He technically did not deserve a chance. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like I get where Phoebe's saying, how come when it's your bad boy, we have to do everything we can to save him. But when it's mine, fuck that. Yeah, exactly. Fuck that whole idea. It's yeah, it's not right. I do that's why I'm saying I do understand both sides because at the end of the day, Prue is right, but it is also very hypocritical of her and she puts them in dangerous situations all the time, you know? So yeah. for things that mm, shouldn't always work out that way. Yes. And I will agree that I get being upset about Phoebe keeping it a secret, especially after, what was it, two episodes before the Cole thing or one episode before they decided not to keep secrets from each other anymore. Right. Right. And we've had been having little hints of like, oh, you don't keep secrets from the ones you love and this and that kind of dropped hints of that at us. Exactly. So then we're in the office and Piper wakes up and says, hey, to Leo. And she's like, guess what? I found mom's ring and they hug. Yes, very cute. Very cute. Just a cute little wrap up. Piper is alive. Thank God. Yes. And mom's ring is found. Yes. Two miracles. And then, and then outside of Tom's mom house, Daryl's car pulls up and he walks over to Miss Peters getting her groceries out of the car. And he shows his badge and she asks if it's about Tom. Just her immediate reaction and drop when she doesn't know what it is about Tom, but that broke it's obviously about him broke my heart too. Like just, he just knew it had to do with Tom. It breaks my heart. Yeah. So then we're at the manor and it's nighttime. Rasputin is on the couch barking at like these ghosty things by the window. Daryl and Mrs. Peters walk in and she asks what the noises are and Daryl's like, I'm not sure. Then the sisters walk in and Prue thanks her for coming and she's just super confused. Prue asks Daryl if there's any sign of Kelman and he says no, but there are plenty of other signs. And then they see the little ghosty and Phoebe says, uh-oh, looks like some lost souls were found. Prue says, yeah, we need to reverse the spell quick. And Mrs. Peter's like, where's Tom? And then the door opens, and just like that, Kelman and Tom come in. And he's surprised to see the sisters there, and Prue says, we're not done with you yet. He says, I told you it was too late to save Tom, but thank you for leading us to the victim. Kill her, Tom. And Miss Peters just looks shocked. And he throws a fireball, but Daryl pushes her out of the way. And then Prue throws Kelman into the wall and walks over to Tom. She says, listen to me, look at your mother. Remember what it felt like to be human. Remember what it feels like to be loved. And Kelman gets up and throws a spiky thing to Mrs. Peter's neck and the lost soul reappears. And Phoebe tells Prue that they're about to have other problems. Then Tom's mom asks Tom to help her and Kelman says to kill her. Tom walks up and he's holding the spiky thing and looking at his mom, and everyone freezes, wondering what he's going to do. But then he turns and throws it so that it lands in Kelman's neck. And 
as this is happening, the lost souls start flying around everywhere, and then they go over to Hel- uh, to Kelman, and he starts, like, disappearing, and Phoebe does a reversal spell, and so him and all the ghosties disappear, and Tom lifts his sleeve, and we see that the chevrons are gone, his arm is back to normal. His mom is standing by him, and he apologizes to her, and they start hugging, and she tells him everything is all right. Then Prue smiles, and Phoebe says to Prue, I guess some guys are worth saving after all. I'd If I was Tom's mom, I'd be like, what the actual fuck is going on? I gotta get out of here now. <laughs> like, No, literally. I'd be like, you just tried to kill me. What? You just tried to kill me? What? That's what I'm saying. A, a mom always forgives that toxic king, you know? I know. She immediately, oh, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Don't worry, ain't no thing. <laughs> it's fine. You were gonna kill me. No worries. Love you. You're such a good boy. No, I know you're a good boy at heart. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Okay, Miss Peters. Whatever you need to think. No, literally. But yeah, aside from that, I did like this little fight. I like that, you know, seeing his mom, it was the key to his humanity and Prue talking him into that and getting him back, you know? Yeah. It felt very, you know, realistic for me. It worked well. Kelman kind of trying to fight his way to the end and not working. Yeah. I also found it interesting because, so Kelman makes deals to turn people evil, right? Which is kind of the equivalent of what we see in a lot of media as like, you make a deal to sell your soul, so it's interesting that he was then killed by lost souls. So that's what I found like to be the interesting connection here because it's kind of playing on that whole like sell your soul to the devil trope. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. I get it. Okay, yeah, that 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 is pretty cool the way they kind of did that slight connection. So yeah. Very subtle. Anything else? And there? you know, Phoebe's saying I guess some guys are worth saving after all. Is that foreshadowing something? I know. Like, are you switching back? Like, what are we back on the whole cold deserves to be saved or what? Like, what is going on? We shall see. We shall. So now we are at home in the dining room and the sisters are standing together and Piper is showing them the ring and Prue says it's right where it belongs. And so is Tom, by the way, at home with his mom. And Leo says, and I got Rasputin back to the family he was living with. And Phoebe says, so maybe the spell wasn't such a bad thing after all. And Piper's like, well, we have to have lots of garage sales. And Leo says that the lost souls could have caused trouble. And Phoebe says that she'll fix it and that they should go have a nice dinner. So Piper and Leo walk out together and Prue and Phoebe walk off as well. So not a lot to say here. A lot of just a wrap up for pretty much them just being like okay so here's what got solved this this and this you know exactly i'm sad they didn't keep rasputin i know i wish they could i wish they did speaking of pets um whatever happened to kit Kit? where is kit i'm wondering the same thing like i feel like we haven't seen her since magic hour yeah it's been a while yeah did the writers forget they have a cat could be could be the case so then we go to the final scene of the episode we're in the living room and we see that phoebe is burning the spell in the fireplace 
She says, so now everything's back to normal. And Prue asks about her hair, and she says that she thinks that she's going to go back to blonde. And Prue asks if there's anything else. And she goes over and sits on the table in front of Prue and says, no, you were right about Tom, and I was wrong about Cole. I'm sorry. And Prue says, and you think that just takes care of it? She says, no, well, obviously an apology doesn't fix it, but I'm not stupid, Prue. I know I made a bad choice. Prue says, a choice that betrayed us. She says, I didn't do it to betray you, Prue. I did it out of love. She says, right. Love that almost got all of us killed. She says, you wanted to save Tom after I don't know how many years. Why can't you understand how I felt about Cole? Prue says, Phoebe, what I don't understand is how you could have lied to us. A lie that still poses a threat to all three of us. And she looks away and says, where do I go from here? And Prue says, I don't know. And then they just look at each other. And that's the end of that. So we're not ending on a great note. This is devastating. It is. It really is. It's sad. It breaks my heart. Because like we both said, we see where each other's coming from. And I'm looking forward to seeing how this affects their relationship going forward. And what we'll see between the two of them coming in the next episode you know yeah like we've seen so much growth in phoebe and prue's relationship over the last two and a half seasons and i'm so scared in this moment that we're gonna see kind of like a regression and then returning to more of that distrust and lack of like closeness with each other because of this betrayal that prue is feeling here Right, exactly. I'm scared we're going to lose or have like a setback on the relationship that it's taken so long to progress and build for them, you know? Yeah. So I guess we'll see. Yeah. Final thoughts on the episode? I think it's a pretty good one overall. I mean, there's a lot of little like things we had to point out, but I'm glad the secret's finally out there. I mean, we've been talking about when are they going to find out? When are they going to find out? And now everyone knows. Right. It To me personally, it's not a favorite. It's definitely not one of my top episodes, but it was good overall. And it definitely had, you know, some important moments in there, such as them finding out about Cole, which seemed like they just kind of needed a filler plot to go with that situation. And I don't know that it was like the best way, but it worked, you know, generally for me. And, um, yeah, it was it was not too bad. Yeah, I think I'll agree with your assessment. Definitely not a favorite. I think we got some important things that are leading up to what are going to be some really good episodes coming up. Mm-hmm. But like you said, nothing. Um, definitely not a top episode of the season. Agreed. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you want to reach out to us or follow us on social media, we're on Instagram and TikTok at rewitched underscore pod. Or you can send us an email to rewitched.pod at gmail.com. Also, if you would like to subscribe to our Patreon, we have several monthly tiers available at patreon.com slash rewitchedpodcast. Either way, we appreciate you listening and hope you'll join us back next time for season three. Episode 13, Bride and Gloom.